Hey, what's up, podcast? This is your host, Tony Derillis. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, quick thing, though. I just uh, I hope everyone's feeling safe. Everyone's keep uh, practicing social distancing, uh, making sure that the pandemic, the virus that we have going on does not spread. Uh, I know there's a lot of tension. I know there's a lot of fear. I know there's a lot of misinformation as well uh, that I talked about uh, in my last podcast episode, which was more of a bonus. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm really happy to be back on. I've been kind of struggling lately with the whole podcasting as a whole, just because I feel like my focus has been a little derailed as of late. I feel like it's been kind of hard to focus and just with everything going on, I've been having a lot of anxiety and just a lot of things been going on. So I've just been trying to keep a good head and try to give uh, the best quality that I can within reason. And, you know, I think we're all just stuck in our homes and, uh, you know, now is more than ever to just create a lot of content and hopefully bring a lot of value to some people. And, you know, I hope you guys are kind of adjusting to this. I feel like I've been doing really poor at adjusting in the first week or so. I, I was just kind of like dwindling my fingers a little bit and just walking around my apartment. Just like, damn, what do I do now? Right. And like I used to have it where like all the time my uh, calendar would be filled with stuff, right? And I'd be going to the mall, I'd be going to the movies, I'd be hanging out with friends, I'll just go to like different volunteer opportunities. And now that just kind of like took a huge halt and everything's like locked down. Uh, everyone's staying home. So it's just been an adjustment for me and it's definitely not something I'm used to. So, you know, I'm reading a lot, I'm praying a lot. You know, these are all things that I've been doing before and I will be doing after all this is over. But, you know, it's uh, it's just been I've been taking time to adjust longer than I anticipated. So it just looks different for all of us. But all that out the way, I just had to get that out of my system. Something that was kind of buried in there. But on to today's topic, I do kind of want to discuss a little bit about life at, uh when you age out of foster care so you know i feel like as i move past this whole housing series that i did which i really love to be honest with you uh and i move on to other topics i think it's extremely important to reflect on things you need before you leave foster care and knowing what you need before leaving foster care is important because oftentimes once you take the step of leaving you can almost never go back I've heard way too many times that young adults wish they had gotten certain documents or an ID they need for security purposes. And unfortunately, if you don't have a good caseworker or foster family or plugged in heavily to resources, you may never know the significance of making sure you have everything needed before you leave the foster care system. In this episode, I share some some things that are essential before leaving the foster care system. So I think that number one, the first thing that comes to mind is having your birth certificate, uh, state ID, social security number, 
um, passport and possibly a list of all the addresses that you've been to, particularly if you if it's extensive, because you might need it for the statewide central register. But don't worry, I'll get to that in another episode. But all of these things are super important documents that you need on your person. Uh, and you can't you can't go without any of these. So it's important to talk to your case manager and set up an appointment to ensure all of these things ahead of time. Uh, of course, you could always attain them later on afterward, but not only is it going to be harder to navigate by yourself, but your agency should be able to get you all of these items for the cheap price of free 99. So, yeah, that's the first one. I think just important documents that you be able to need for the for the rest of your life. Honestly, uh, the second one is I think is pretty underrated. It's a uh, health insurance renewal and medic medical card. So the reason why I say this is underrated is um, it's probably the most underrated thing you'll be utilizing is because health insurance really isn't something you're thinking about when you age out, whether it's 18 or 21, depending on what state you live in here in the country. Uh, And honestly, if health insurance sounds daunting, well, it is, you know, up until now. Uh, I can only speak for New York City specifically, but up until now, you've been covered by the agency and all your appointments and dentist visits have been handled by them. Within three to six months of your discharge from foster care, agency staff will sit down with you and should explain that you'll be using straight Medicaid. You will have this health insurance until you are age 26. Being covered for five years after aftercare is actually decent. Could always be better, though and should give adequate time to have a full-time job where it covers your health insurance if that's the path you're on everyone is different of course don't quote me on this but you get three doctor's visits and two dentist appointments per year until 26 i honestly didn't realize how important health insurance was until i didn't have it so definitely make sure you are attentive when this meeting happens um and on the point of health insurance i think that there's a huge discussion of should health insurance be free? Um, should it be? Should everyone uh, that's a U.S. citizen be legible for it? But that's a discussion for a different day. But I definitely think it's super, just so convenient and so uh, beneficial to just go in a hospital or some sort of clin- uh, clinical setting and just being taken care of as long as your health insurance is uh covers it so it's that's been easily the most underrated thing in my opinion uh number three you have everything you need like clothes necessities medicine etc also having somewhere to go and a backup plan just in case while we hope for the best sometimes life has a cruel way of throwing a curveball at us i remember when my aunt actually left for the weekend and left a letter saying that i would have to leave While nothing ever came out of it and I still remained in the home, I genuinely was scared and didn't have a backup of someone I could reliably depend on. Don't make this mistake if possible. Number four, open a bank account. To be frank, this is something your agency should be helping you with. For instance, my former agency, Little Flowers, helped me get a bank account when I was 17, and I still use it as my primary bank to this day. This goes without saying, but make sure your balance is positive. (laughs) Uh, You'd be surprised how many people kind of gloss over that. Yes, a bank account is great, but not so much when you are in the red. 
a savings account, while optional, is highly recommended. There's nothing like being able to save, have a, a solid savings account where you could save money in cases of emergency for whatever reason. That's exactly where I'm at. <laughs> I've been saving money so aggressively ever since this uh, pandemic has been happening. So, uh, but yeah, you just never know what's going to happen. So definitely save up. Uh, there's not, and there is a severe lack of young people saving a sufficient amount of money. And this is a this isn't just uh, young people in the false care system. People in general have a difficult time saving money um but it definitely affects people in the false care system on a on a deeper level i feel just because we have such a lack of resources and we really don't have that support system in place so yeah definitely uh there's just definitely a lack of young people saving sufficient amount of money and i it, i definitely do feel like it affects you long term if there's no safety net so, oh, and check your credit score too. That becomes increasingly more relevant as you get older because you need it to secure an apartment, lease a car, etc. Right? So that's something that you're gonna need to have. And the lastly, applying for housing. There's a few options you have here, like the dorm project for college students, NYCHA for or New York City Housing Authority for permanent housing, and New York, New York 3 for additional support until 26. I'll do an episode breaking down which is the best fit for you, but it is extremely important that you get your housing application done as soon as you can because the wait time is very long and you don't want to be applying for housing three months before you turn 21. Ask about housing as soon as you can. Important to note is that you need to be enrolled in school or be working. Check in with your case planner to see if there's anything else. But yeah, that's my list of essential things that you need or must do before leaving the foster care system. And of course, this is going to vary from state to state. Again, I'm just speaking on uh, my behalf as someone who's been a resident of New York City with parents or a close relative. Things like birth certificates or setting up a bank account would have, for the most part, been taken care of. But foster youth don't have that luxury. I can't sugarcoat. A lot of these things are daunting and overwhelming. You are forced to be an adult at an age where most kids are just worried about finishing class assignments, and it's not fair. But to be blunt, neither is life, and you need to be able to get the most out of foster care to ensure a smooth transition into adulthood because no one is holding your hand through all this. Even though I had most of these things straight straightened out at the time of me leaving, I wish I had someone to support me in, in how to age out on a good note. So like, for instance, uh, when I say that, I mean to say that I mostly feel like I did everything on this list for the most part, and I try to better myself. But to be honest, if I didn't live with my aunt at the time of me aging out of foster care, I would have been homeless. I didn't have housing in place. I, I applied for housing when I was 18. But I didn't get housing until four years later. So if my aunt decided that, hey, I, I don't want you in my house, I pretty much would have been homeless. I, I wouldn't have had a place to stay. So that one year gap uh, of me not having housing would be uh, I just didn't have that backup plan. So I'm just advising for anyone out here who's 16, 17, 18. You're listening to this. You're currently in the foster care system not trying to scare you just trying to give you the facts trying to be blunt with you 
trying to give you the information that I wish I would have been getting when I was that age. So, you know, unfortunately, it is something that you got to really pay heed to. But in any case, I, uh, man, <laughs> went on a tangent just now. <laughs> um, even though I have most, yeah. So, I mean, more than anything, I just hope you guys, uh, gain some value from this. I hope you guys, uh, spread this among your friends, your social workers who need to hear this. And as always, I really appreciate y'all for tuning in today. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. Keep hope alive. This is Tony Dorillis. Until next time. Peace.